Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Monday, March 23rd, 2020, from the Beantown USA studio. Beantown USA is Boston's home for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, BeantownUSA.com. Today's show is presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PIC, P-I-C. That's promo code PIC, P-I-C. If you can find anything to play on DraftKings. Like, is there anything going on? There's a simulated NBA game, I think I saw. You could put together a lineup. But other than that, the sports world has been shut down. And so, my job is a whole lot more difficult today than it was two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And um, the only thing we really had going for us, or at least the only thing I had going for me, was the possibility of continued Tom Brady free agency talk. That is over with, though. Tom Brady, I did this last week. I already reacted to Brady announcing that he is leaving the Patriots. Since the last time I talked to you, not only has Tom Brady left the Patriots, he has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay was a team last week that was rumored to be in the mix. I didn't know how serious that was, but we we find out it's pretty serious. These are serious times. These are wacky times. How How is this show, how am I going to continue to talk about sports when there's no sports? Right? I'm certainly not going to turn into a politics show. You know, I'm not going to continue to come on here every week and give you updates on what Governor Baker wants you to do, though there is some breaking news on that. Governor Baker today, on this Monday, March 23rd, ordered a stay-at-home advisory for the state of Massachusetts beginning tomorrow, Tuesday, March 24th at noon. All non-essential businesses will have to close until April 7th. April 7th is two weeks from tomorrow. So we've already had, we're already in the middle of this 15-day shutdown, right, that the president put on. Now we got Governor Baker saying, hey, here in Massachusetts, stay at home, all non-essential businesses need to stay closed. They've been closed. All the non-essential businesses have pretty much been closed last for the last week. But he's saying they need to stay closed. And they need to stay closed at least through April 7th. Now, you might be asking yourself, well, what's essential? What's an essential business? What's a non-essential business? They do have a list. The list is long. Uh, they do say that liquor stores are going to be essential. Now, uh, you're going to be able to go to the grocery store, go to the supermarket. You'll be able to get food at certain places, but it needs to be takeout or delivery. So I'm assuming that a place like Dunkin' Donuts is going to be called essential if they just do the drive-thru, which I'm okay with because all I do is drive-thru. Whether I go to Dunkies, whether I go to Doughboy Donuts, if I get out of the car and go in... It's usually just that Sidewalk Cafe in Salty. Um, I don't even know if Sidewalk's going to open. I don't... This... This is crazy. This is crazy. And... From... In my industry, what I do, talking about sports, reacting to certain things, is really... We're going to get to a point here in the next week 
the next couple days, actually, where there's going to be nothing for someone like me to react to in the world of sports. Everything's been shut down. Everything. The Olympics, they're going to cancel the Olympics. You already got... The countries are backing out of the Olympics. Last night, Canada backed out of the Summer Olympics. This summer in Tokyo, they backed out. They're like, we're done. The Olymp- they're going to cancel the Olympics. Are they going to postpone it? They're going to cancel it. You know, we've been talking postponements, and I know I was big on that word a couple weeks ago when it was like the NBA, they're going to suspend play. Maybe they'll resume. Same thing with the NHL. I told you I was mad at the NCAA for canceling the tournament. Maybe I was foolish for getting mad at that. Because the more I see this play out, and the more I think about what is to come here in the next couple weeks, next couple months, I don't mean to sound like, you know, Debbie Downer and and be the glass half empty guy right now. I don't think people don't need that, but you do want people to be honest with you, and you do want reality, and that's what I try to do on the show is be completely honest and give you a realistic take and a realistic opinion that I use logic, common sense, what's playing out in front of my own eyes. And the more I see this play out, the more I hear certain people go, this is only going to get worse here in the U.S. for the next couple weeks. The more people get tested, the higher the numbers are going to be, the more panic there's going to be because of that, the more of these stay-at-home advisories with all non-essential businesses closing and staying closed, the more of those you're going to see. Like April 7th, two weeks. So are people going to be able to open their... Are all non-essential businesses going to be able to open their doors on April 8th? Do you believe that? Be realistic. Don't be somebody that owns a, a... small business, a non-essential business, and is hopeful. Step, step away from hope for a minute. Be realistic. Based on everything we've seen, the trends in other countries, the numbers that continue to increase, the panic that is ensuing, the stay-at-home advisories that continue to get longer and longer. Do you honestly, can you sit there and tell yourself that on April 8th, It's going to be business as usual for non-essential businesses? I don't know how you could think that. I don't know how you could believe that. I think the April 7th date that Governor Baker gave today is simply just a date in which they're going to target that they know they have to reevaluate by that date and come up with a decision. And what I honestly think is going to happen is A couple days before April 7th, Governor Baker is going to have another press conference. The numbers are going to skyrocket in the U.S. And he's going to go, we can't reopen the non-essential businesses. We need to shut it down again for another two weeks. That's what's going to happen. He's going to, we'll say April 4th, he's going to get up at that press conference and go, we're going to keep all the non-essential businesses closed through April 21st. Maybe even through the whole month of April. It's It's crazy. It is crazy. I don't know. You know, they're trying to keep people out of pox. They're trying to keep people separated. They're just not going to be able to do that. You get to a point, everyone's staying in their house. Nobody can go to work. Grocery stores are packed. It's going to be tough to 
to, to manage what's going on outside with people walking around. But I do not think that on April 7th or April 8th in two weeks, all non-essential businesses are going to just reopen. I don't think they're going to let that happen because I don't, I don't have a good feeling about this. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that we're going to see the numbers here that they see over in Italy. I'm not saying that. I do think that they're putting, you know, they, they, they're taking the proper steps. They're taking the proper steps. Right? They're doing everything they can do up to where they're, they're not going to make you stay in your house. But they're getting close. I don't think we're ever going to get to that. But they're getting close. They're doing everything they can do. I, I do believe. But under that doing everything you, you can do mindset, you can't just reopen on April 8th and think coronavirus is gone and it's never going to spread again. So when I take that mindset, that logic, and I, I take it into the sports world, where I sit here and go, well, when's the NBA going to resume? When's the NHL going to resume? Better yet, when is baseball going to begin? And I know this sounds crazy to some people who want to be hopeful, but I have serious questions, and I have, this is just the last couple of days, I have serious questions about the NFL and whether or not the National Football League will start on time. What, first week of September, regular season? But you got to factor in, are they doing OTAs? Are training camps delayed? Are they going to push that back a little bit? You know, we talk about the NFL draft coming up. Like, is that just going to be, is, is the NFL draft just going to be on Skype? <laughs> right? Like, wh- what are we doing with that? The Olymp, there's, there's two things that are not canceled, right? Or, or not either postponed or canceled right now. Two things that are still on. The Olympics, but I think that's going to get postponed or canceled. And then WrestleMania. WrestleMania is still on. It's still on. WrestleMania 36. Now, they're doing it in a different way. It's not going to be in Tampa Bay at Raymond James Stadium. The new home for Tom Brady. Tom Brady's new home. And I'm going to get back to Tom Brady in just a minute. few minutes. I'm going to react to the Tampa Bay stuff. Last week, I reacted to Brady leaving the Patriots. I'm still frustrated by it. You know, Robert Kraft has... Some things have come out since the last time I talked to you that makes me even more upset with Robert Kraft. I'll get to that in just a few minutes. But we're going over like the state of the state of the world right now. The state of the country, the state of the sports world. The only two things that are going on right now, the Olympics, but I think that's going to get postponed or canceled, and WrestleMania. WrestleMania, they are moving it to the Performance Center, which is basically a gym. It's a glorified gym. When they don't have events in the Performance Center, there's like three different rings, and that's where the wrestlers go to, to train. Right? I don't, I don't know that much about the center, but I, I've seen pictures of the place, aerial shots of it. It's, just, it's a gym. It's going to be empty. WrestleMania is going to take place in a gym, a small gym, with no fans, And it's going to be a two-night event. And the host of WrestleMania is Rob Gronkowski. I saw him the other night on SmackDown, on Fox. And it's, you know, look, Gronk is an entertaining dude. But um, I can't tell if the WWE is doing this because they need some buzz. 
or if Gronk was doing this anyways. Like, if they were going to do this anyways, I can't tell. Either way, WrestleMania is going to happen in front of no fans, and I've expressed this on social media. I think this is a bad idea. I think they need to postpone WrestleMania instead of having WrestleMania in front of no fans. You can have Monday Night Raw in front of no fans. Is it awkward? Yeah, it's awkward. But you could still have that. SmackDown in front of no fans? Is it awkward? Yeah, it's awkward. But you could still have it. WrestleMania? Like, I just think it makes no sense. But but sitting back thinking about it the last couple days, there's one reason why continuing with WrestleMania makes sense. There's only one reason. And this will... I'm combining this with with what I'm about to tell you what I think is going to happen with the sports world here moving forward. I'm combining these two thoughts. I'm trying to get in the head of Vince McMahon. Because to have WrestleMania in an in an empty gym is not, it's just not a good idea. Unless, and this is the only reason you do not postpone it. Unless, if you're Vince McMahon, and I, he, he's in the know, like his wife, Linda McMahon, doesn't she work for the president? Like they're in the know maybe more than me, you, and, and a lot of others. They're in the know more than politicians that we're listening to every single day. They know something about coronavirus maybe that we don't. And not to say that we don't know a lot about it. Um, I, well, I think there's a lot of unknowns too, but with regards to how dangerous it is and how serious we're taking it, we're all taking it serious. We know it's dangerous. We know it's just not going to magically disappear in two weeks. But the question is, will it be gone in two months? You know, could Vince McMahon postpone WrestleMania and have it in two months? Could he have a combination of SummerSlam with WrestleMania and call it Summermania? SummerSlam's supposed to be here in Boston at the TD Garden. Could they move it to Gillette Stadium in Foxborough and call it Summermania? You know, WrestleMania-SummerSlam combination? Maybe. It's something I wish they would do, but why aren't they doing it? There's only one reason why Vince McMahon would not postpone WrestleMania. And that one reason is that he doesn't believe the sports world is going to continue at all for the remainder of 2020. And that is a scary thing to say. That's a scary thing to think about. But that's the only logical explanation I have that I can come up with as to why Vince McMahon is not postponing WrestleMania. You could have another pay-per-view. You could have whatever it is, Hell in a Cell. You could have SummerSlam in an empty arena. I don't care. But WrestleMania is a different beast. It's a different beast. They played um, an encore presentation of WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans last night. That was six years ago. That that was six years ago, huh? WrestleMania 30? It's crazy. Uh, They played on ESPN. You saw how big of an event that is. It's the Super Bowl for entertainment, for for wrestling, but but just entertainment in general. Vince McMahon isn't going to postpone that to have it in a, to make it a huge event again? Crazy to me, but there's only one reason why he wouldn't postpone it, because he must know that even if he postpones it, 
He's never going to be able to do WrestleMania this year in an arena because he knows none of the sports leagues are going to play this year. That's right. And that, that's where I combine all this. Because I was thinking the other night, all right, when's baseball going to begin? They're going to begin in June? Are they going to be, let's say baseball begins in mid to late May. They miss a month and a half, close to two months. They go a week of games. They got fans in the building. All of a sudden, you got a couple people that aren't feeling too good. They get tested. They got coronavirus. Next thing you know, they're wondering, well, where'd you get this? Well, I was at the Red Sox-Orioles game the other night. Oh, boy. All of a sudden, you got people popping up left and right. Another coronavirus surge. Do you know what would happen in that situation, even if it was just like 20 people? Do you know what would happen? They would shut that league down so fast, it's not even funny. And then they would shut everything down, and we'd be doing the whole thing over again. So you really have to be real, try to be realistic with, if they do resume, are they going to do it in empty ballparks or empty arenas? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think they're going to do that. What's the point? You're not bringing in money. They're not going to do that. It's a dumb idea for the leagues to have their seasons played in in empty arenas. It's dumb. And so that's why I don't even think they're going to go there. I don't even... I do not think, and this is just me thinking, this is... I'm not basing this on anything anybody has told me or anything that we don't that you don't know. There's no inside information. I don't, I don't have any. I don't have any sources in the coronavirus battle. But just using logic, thinking about if they do start playing in arenas. Now the NBA said something where they're going to finish their season maybe in August, and they're going to have them in small, empty arenas. Right? I don't know. I don't even think that's a good idea. I don't think they're going to go that route. Because again, the players the players have coronavirus. You throw them on the court with each other. People think that this is just magically going to go away. We're, yeah, we're taking steps right now, social distancing to get to, to kind of keep the numbers down, flatten the curve, if you will. But just you could flatten the curve, but you don't eliminate the virus. It's an invisible enemy right now. If you start baseball in June. And all of a sudden, a couple new cases of coronavirus pop up. And and all of a sudden, people, it's spreading a little bit. Just a little bit. They're going to whack the season altogether. Is it worth it even starting the season? I think they are. I'm telling I do, here's what I do, Here's what I think is going to happen. This this sounds like glass half empty. This is bad news. I, I might be ruining your day with this opinion. And I hope I am wrong. I hope I am wrong because I'm going to drive myself crazy. I'm probably going to have to, you know, I'll have to figure something out with work, right? Um, but what I think is going to happen, I think the NBA is just going to cancel the season. I think the NHL is just going to cancel the season. 
I don't think Major League Baseball is going to play a single game this season. And I don't even think the NFL is going to play a game this season. I don't. I don't. I think this thing is going to be shut down the rest of 2020. That's what I think. Because I think we are kidding ourselves if we brainwash ourselves into believing that this coronavirus is just going to magically disappear. We can flatten the curve all we want. But the minute they open those doors to let people into an arena and somebody gets sick, and all of a sudden you got people coming out of the woodwork now tested positive for coronavirus again, they're going to shut it down. They're going to shut it down again. And this is all going to continue. This is me. I have no no medical knowledge. I, 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 I watch the same news as you. I mean, I've been watching the news on coronavirus for like two months. I've seen them talk about it. On all channels. On all channels. And, um, you know, people are social distancing and they're doing all this. I've been, I've had the Purell going strong for about a month now. And, and, you know, that was just me just using the Purell anyways. <laughs> but a little extra Purell now. I, I, I just don't think, like, I, I, I think we're kidding ourselves if we believe, like, Governor Baker today. Oh, Everywhere's closing until April 7th in two weeks. Oh, what? April 8th? You're telling me everything's going to be fine? It takes one person to, to, to have this virus, not know it, and spread it to someone else. I'm hesitant. You know, they leave deliveries open. I went down to do a delivery signing the other night. You know, you, you pay with your debit and you sign. I brought my own pen down there. Like, I take the bag from the guy. I go up. I put the bag down. I wash my hands. Like, just from touching the bag. I'm paranoid about that. But let's be honest. That guy could have coronavirus. That person delivering my food could have coronavirus. Spreading it to me. Just because we're not running around, you know, tackling each other. You know, touching each other in restaurants. Doesn't mean that you can't contract it just by getting takeout. You can. You can go to the grocery store right now. You can grab the handle in the freezer to get a frozen pizza. Next thing you know, that handle you're grabbing, coronavirus. Like, this thing isn't... You're not going to contain this thing the way that you might like. The way that you might hope. You're flattening the curve, but you're not just eliminating the virus. And I think we're kidding ourselves if we believe... We're going to get to the point in two weeks, three weeks, even two months where the virus is gone and games are going to be played, arenas are going to be packed. No. No. No fucking way. There's no way. I hope I'm wrong. But you get to a point too, NFL season in September. What if people are still tested positive for coronavirus? Yeah, the numbers aren't as big as maybe they were the first couple weeks of it, but it's still there. You pack a couple arenas, next thing you know, you got, you got some more people testing positive. What do you do then? You say, eh? Are the leagues going to go, eh, we'll just keep packing the arenas? No. I'm telling you right now, I do not think they are going to play any sports for the rest of this calendar year. I don't. I don't. I think that the NBA and the NHL 
I think the NBA and the NHL maybe begin shortened seasons, new shortened seasons in January of 2021. That's what I think. That's what I think is gonna happen. That that's this, and that's it's gonna be a long road. But that's what I think is gonna happen. And I think Vince McMahon, not to, not to connect NHL and NBA to to WWE, but I think Vince McMahon understands that. He's like, well, what am I gonna do? Postpone WrestleMania? We could have it in June. We ain't having it in June in a full house. They're not gonna let us do that. Doesn't matter where it is. They're not going to let us have WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden in July. We're just going to have it right now in an empty arena. Fuck it. You know, I'm driving myself crazy, too. Like, I did a live stream the other day for like four hours. And, uh... Then I had internet issues. Then I had computer issues, so I couldn't continue to do it. <laughs> uh, what are we gonna? What are we doing here? What are we doing? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. And on top of it all, on top of it all, and I do feel that way. By the way, I, I I'm not I'm not just trying to give you a hot take. What's a hot take? Who who cares about a hot take? That's not a hot take. I'm not hoping that 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 hot take goes viral. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you can come to me in May when Major League Baseball begins and coronavirus has been eliminated completely. I hope you can come to me and go, Danny, you were dead wrong on that. Enjoy the game. And I'll be like, I'm glad I was wrong. Thank you for reminding me because I'm going to enjoy it even more now. Remembering what we were going through. Not having any games. Not having any sports to watch. Having to watch WrestleMania in an empty arena. I hope I'm wrong, but that's not a hot take. That's not me begging for uh, downloads or views and subscriptions with that take. Like, that's the way I feel. I think we are kidding ourselves if we're putting these two-week, two-month dates on things going, well, we'll get back to it and we'll resume then and everything will be great. No, no, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. You are lying to yourself, I think, if you believe that. That's my opinion. And I don't think we're going to see any sports the rest of this calendar year. I don't. Maybe the NFL like, does like a late start in, in November. But I even think that's going to be, I, I just, you know, look, for me, I'm to the point where I'm like, wow, I'm having a, I'm having a tough time breathing. Is, is this stress or is it coronavirus? Oh, my throat's a little sore. Yeah, I haven't really been sleeping the last three nights, though. But is it coronavirus? Like, now we're all panicking. We're all freaking out. And as you know, it sounds like I'm freaking out too, but I'm trying to be realistic with what's going to take place in the sports world. I don't think anything is going to take place. Anything. For the calendar year. And when I do bring it back to, well, maybe Vince McMahon, is that's why he's not postponing WrestleMania, because if he postpones it, He's just delaying the inevitable, which is that they're never going to be able to have WrestleMania in a full arena, in a full stadium this year, because no other sports are going to do that, and no one's going to allow that because this isn't this virus isn't really going anywhere yet. 
So Vince is like, well, we're not going to delay the inevitable. If we wait two months, three months, we're going to have to have it in an empty arena anyways. Let's just do it in the empty arena now. That's a scary thought, but I think it's a, it's a, it's a true... I think that's a thought they have. It's a thought I have. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. But, um... What are you going to do? What can you do? And on top of it all, right? On top of all the madness and the chaos and the coronavirus shutdowns, we have Tom Brady not just announcing he is leaving the Patriots, but signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I already reacted to Tom Brady's message on social media last week announcing he's leaving the Patriots. I told you, I do blame someone. I blame Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick. All right? I do. I blame them. Go back. The the whole show in its entirety, you can watch it on YouTube. You can watch me have a mental breakdown on my YouTube channel. Just make sure you hit that subscribe button while you're there. YouTube.com slash Danny Picard. You could listen on this show just to the audio if you want. iTunes, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are available. You know, um, it sucks. I'm not doing well because of that. You know, the Tom Brady news that that's, that's horrible news. And I didn't see that coming. A lot of people said it was possible. I said, no, it's not. I was wrong. He's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. The contract is two years 50 million, but you need to put in bold, underline, highlight, circle, cut it out, smash it on your fridge. All of it guaranteed. Guaranteed. 50 million, all of it guaranteed. Tom Brady could earn an additional 9 million in incentives. And to that, I say, shiver me timbers. Go Bucks. What do you want me to do? The Patriots made news. They had news yesterday. They're bringing back Brian Hoyer to be Jared Stidham's backup. I will say, from a Patriots perspective, and I said this a while back when people were talking about, well, if Brady leaves, they could go after Andy Dalton. I said, no, 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 no. The smart decision for the Patriots is to just stick with the kid. Stidham was a very good college quarterback. They drafted him for a reason. People say, well, he's not ready. It's like, well, tough shit. The guy you thought was going to be ready, you traded him to San Francisco. If you traded for Andy Dalton, he had one year left on his deal, and then you have, St- uh, you have Stidham playing behind Andy Dalton, I, gu- I guarantee you Stidham would still be the quarterback by midseason. So I've told you, Stidham is the smart choice. It's never going to get better than Brady. It's never going to be. So why are you going to try to bring in one-year fillers, one-year veteran fillers? Stupid. Stupid. Stidham is your guy if Brady leaves. But I didn't want Brady to leave. I didn't think he had to leave. I told you, I, I am blaming Kraft, Belichick. I already went over that. Um... But the news yesterday, the Patriots are bringing back Brian Hoyer. My interest level with the New England Patriots, now that they have decided to let Tom Brady go, and that's what they did. They let him go. 
Belichick has a way of doing business. We talk about it all the time. And for the most part, I am on board with that. But this is a unique, special, different situation where I'm asking for the owner to step in, much like he stepped in with the Antonio Brown situation. I'm asking him to step in and say, this is different. This is unique. We have to bend the rules a little bit for this one situation for just two more years of Tom Brady. While this team still has a chance to win another Super Bowl. Bill, you want to prove that you can win without Brady? Do it in three years. Tom, we know how much you want to win. And we know you want to feel appreciated here. You know, I got to read a tweet from Ian Rappaport. After all this madness. And, and he said, this is a tweet from him. He says, the Patriots likely would have done this contract that he signed with the Buccaneers. But Tom Brady never came to them with his desire to return. So there was no offer from New England. All you need to see in that tweet, an end quote, that's what a tweet ends. All you need to see in that tweet is, so there was no offer from New England. The Patriots wanted Brady to go to them and beg and plead for a contract. That is a joke. That is an absolute joke. Robert Kraft thought Tom Brady was going to his house last week, last Monday night, to beg and plead for a contract. No, no. That's not how it, wo- it's not how it works all the time. You got to reward people. You got to show, at some point, your appreciation for someone. The Patriots didn't show their appreciation to Tom Brady. They did after he left with all these one-page ads and the billboards. Awesome, guys. Great. Robert Kraft, you're the man. I hope everybody thinks your sneakers are real cool this year. Boob. Are you kidding me? No offer from New England. That's all you need to see. That's all you need to see. Yeah, Tom Brady didn't want, you know, he didn't want, he just didn't want to play for the Patriots anymore. Well, why? Can you answer that question? Why? And yeah, personnel decisions that Belichick made. The Alex Guerrero stuff is a factor. All those things are a factor. But you know what? At the end of the day, I don't care what anybody says, the the fully guaranteed contract is something that shows appreciation. It's an organization saying, we know how great you've been. We know how how great you still, how good. What do you think Tom Brady is right now? You think he's a top 10 quarterback? I still think he's a top 10. We know how good you could still be. We're going to reward you for what you've done and also pay you for what you think we can do in the next two years and how you can help us in the next two years. The Patriots never did that with Brady. You're like, well, you want to, you know, you can take maybe 13 mil and then you can maybe add an extra 7 mil if you you do this, that, the other thing during a 16-game regular season, you know. No, no, no. Brady was done with that. He was done with incentives. Fully guaranteed. 50 million. The Patriots were never going to do that contract. And if they were going to do that contract, they should have been the aggressors. They should have been aggressive about it and said, hey, Tom, we appreciate you. We don't want you to leave. Here's two years, 50 million, all guaranteed. This is us showing the appreciation to you. Did they do that? No. They wanted Brady to come to them and beg for it. And I'm sorry, at some point, as the owner of the team, you got to step in. You're going to step in in other situations that affect you and, and the way. Well, I got news for you, too. This isn't a good look for you. This is a horrible look for you. Horrible. Tom Brady is gone. We're all locked inside in quarantine. We're losing our minds. 
You, you had a chance to make us here in New England feel a little bit better, and you failed. Because you took a side in Bill Belichick, and we know the stubborn way that he does business. But you all needed to get together, and the owner needed to step in and make this happen. But he didn't. He was scared of Bill. Scared of Belichick. And uh, now Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And like I said, go Bucks. I have, I have so little interest in the New England Patriots, it's not even funny. And you could be from the area and be like, oh, you got to turn your back on the Patriots like that? Turn my back on the Patriots. Before Tom Brady, yeah, Drew Bledsoe. I was a huge Drew Bledsoe fan. You know why, though? Because out of all the losers we had in this town, he was one of the best. When Tom Brady showed us what it was like to win, that's when you were like, whoa, what is this? What is this winning thing? What is this having a chance to win every year thing for 20 years? Don't don't take that for granted. It's okay to be spoiled. We are spoiled, but I'll take being spoiled than ne- having never won. Tom Brady showed us what it was like to win. And before Tom Brady showed us what it was like to win, were the Patriots at the, was this a football town? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And yeah, Belichick made the decision to go to Brady over Bledsoe. And, and that was a great decision. And Belichick's made a lot of great decisions, and he's created a culture. But don't take that culture that he created and just brainwash yourself and, and erase everything that Tom Brady has done on the field as the quarterback of his team for the last 20 years. All the fourth quarter comebacks. All the big plays and the big moments. All the game-winning drives. I mean... You need a quarterback to go out and do that. You need a quarterback that's not just going to go out and do that, but put the work in during the times that we're not watching on the practice field, in the meeting rooms, watching film. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, not just for what he does on the field, but all the other things he does off of it. Without Tom Brady, I have little to no interest, not just with the Patriots, but really in football. This town was a, and, and in no particular order, a Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics town. And the Patriots were there because they're like, you know, a 40-minute drive from the city. And they had a quarterback that liked to throw the football downfield and drew blood. So they went to the Super Bowl in 97, lost to Green Bay. But man, outside of that, like, you know, they had the drama with Parcells and uh, Belichick coming in. Like, this was a, you mean to tell me this was a football town? Not even close. Look, I'm 37. I can only speak for what I can remember. Like, I go back to, you know, do I remember the Celtics winning in 86? No, I don't. I was not even four years old. Or, like, even the Bruins get into the Cup Final, Stanley Cup Final in 88, and then again in 90? No, to be honest, I don't even remember that. And I was like, what, six, seven, eight years old. I remember more like games with like Neely, Bork, 
Andy Moog, some Reggie Lemlin, like against the Hartford Whalers in the regular season. Like, I remember those games more. Or playoff games against Hartford. Or maybe even against the Devils. Remember when they wore the red and green? Um, And I think most of those memories are just from that black, golden glory VHS tape presented by Gulf. Remember that one? What a tape that was. Uh, but, you know, and, and the Celtics, like, what were they in the, in the nineties? And they were still, they were still on the radar more than the Patriots. Bruins, Celtics, Red Sox. They were just on a different level than the Patriots. And then Tom Brady came along. And yeah, Belichick was there too. And Belichick was a huge part of it. But Brady was the guy on the field in the most important position in the sport who became the greatest of all time. Without Tom Brady, what is Robert Kraft? Who is Robert Kraft? Who are the Patriots? What is football in this town? Do I care about football in this town? Without Tom Brady. These are questions I ask. And. The fact that. You're not going to give us. Two more years of Tom Brady. Because as the owner of the team. You didn't want to step in and piss Bill off. You didn't want to. You guys didn't want to guarantee Tom Brady the full contract. Show your appreciation to him. You're sitting back waiting for him to show appreciation to you. Bullshit. Shiver me timbers. Go Bucks. I have no interest in the Patriots. I don't. The Bruins could, you know, they have players that I love. The Celtics have players that I love. You know, I loved Paul Pierce. They traded him. And they traded with Brooklyn. Did I stop watching the Celtics? Did I stop being interested in what the Celtics are doing? No. The Bruins, well, 2005, they traded Joe Thornton. I love Joe Thornton. Was I, did I stop being interested in the Bruins? No. The Red Sox, they just traded Mookie Betts. Am I not interested in the Red Sox? Of course not. Of course I'm interested in the Red Sox. But the Patriots... You just let Tom Brady leave? And you think I'm going to give a shit about Jared Stidham and bringing back Brian Hoyer? What are you, out of your mind, Robert Kraft? Are you out of your friggin' mind? Sorry, don't care about the Patriots that much. Care about Tom Brady. He's the guy that showed us what it was like to win when nobody else could. It's a different type of situation that you were in and you sat back and were like, he didn't want to play for us. Do something to show the appreciation to the greatest of all time rather than put a billboard up the next day, the day after he tells you he's leaving. And now he's in Tampa. What are the Buccaneers going to do? I don't know. I have friends who bought season tickets. Great idea. If I had money, I'd do it. Maybe I'll go to a couple games. But like this idea, I can't root for the Buccaneers now because I'm from Boston and I need to stick with my team. Bullshit. I'd stick with the Bruins, the Celtics, and the Red Sox because that's just who those teams are in this town. The Patriots are only jumped to the top of the list because of Tom Brady. And he's gone now and you let him go. 
He didn't retire. He could still play at a high level, and you let him go. And you want me to care about you bringing back Brian Hoyer? You want me to care about the Patriots still? Guess what? I have no interest in you guys right now. Will that, is that just me maybe overreacting and being emotional? Is this the coronavirus kicking in? I don't know. But when I see a bit of Patriots news, like can you imagine if they go out and get a big name wide receiver now? Imagine what it's going to be like if you're that wide receiver. You're going to be like, really? Really? Now you come and get me? I wouldn't want to come to the Patriots. If you're a big name receiver, and look, the Patriots need one. Look, if, if you're Julian Edelman, Julian Edelman liked the tweet. What was it? What was it? Let me look. I got it. I'm pulling up his profile right here. He liked the tweet. Did he get rid of it? Oh, he did. He got rid of it. Because his last liked tweet, tweet that he liked was from March 12th. This was like a couple days ago. Julian Edelman. No, sorry, I'm wiping my face. I'm itchy under my eye, but I can't do it with my hands. I know I, if you watch on YouTube, I've been touching my face a lot. People tell me to stop. I got the PRL. Let me PRL real quick. Ah, <laughs> uh, we've all lost our minds. Um, I mean, I lost my mind a lot, a lot earlier than this. But this doesn't make it any better. Only makes it worse. Um... But Tom Brady, I'm looking right here. March 12th was his, was his last liked tweet. He had liked the tweet. I forget what it said, but it was it was like a Deion Sanders tweet. And Deion Sanders, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. Hit me up on Twitter, at Danny Picard. But it was a Deion Sanders tweet in which Edelman hit the like button and Sanders said, like, if I'm at Julian Edelman, like, I'd be trying to get to Tampa Bay too. And Julian Edelman liked it. I mean, if look, and he deleted it. And that tells you a lot. He unliked it. It's no longer on his page as a like tweet. He liked it on purpose. That wasn't a mistake. He was emotional. He was pissed. He liked it on purpose. Why wouldn't you be pissed if you're a receiver? Why wouldn't you be pissed if you're Julian Edelman? You would want to. You would want out. You don't want to be a part of this anymore. Tom Brady was the backbone of the team. Anything that you ever said the Patriot way was, Tom Brady was that. Tom Brady was the guy. Just because they didn't go out and bring in the big names to play with Tom Brady doesn't mean the big names didn't want to come to the Patriots. They did. It's just that Belichick wanted it at his price, at his discounted rate. And so it interfered in the process of bringing in big name players. Um, look, if, I'm a rec- if the Patriots go get a receiver and I'm that receiver, I'm going... Yeah, about five, six years too late, guys. Why didn't you come bring me in when Tom Brady was still here? It's a joke. It's a joke. I, I, I have no any anything that I see right now about the Patriots. I have no interest in it. I have no interest in it. They could trade for a receiver, big name running back, big name linebacker, defensive lineman. Doesn't matter. I have no interest in it. I see it. I go, huh? Eh. What are the Buccaneers going to do? I'll be rooting for Tom Brady. It's just, I don't think the Patriots should kid themselves as to what they are, who they are, and where they stand in this town, and why they once stood atop the mountain of sports in this town. But I I think maybe um, they've brainwashed themselves a little bit. And we'll see how it plays out. But man, they lost my interest altogether, the way this has played out. You know, there's a quote from, 
Robert Kraft. He tells who he told Mike Giotti. He said, "Quote, and this is a quote that came out what late last week, maybe over the weekend." Kraft said to Mike Giotti, "Quote, think about loving your wife, and for whatever reason, there's something her father or mother that makes life impossible." for you and you have to move on end quote so Kraft is like I love Tom Brady but there's something that Tom Brady's coach you know he's making it impossible for him and Brady has to move on but my take on that is why is he making it impossible for him because you're trying to play this contract game with the greatest quarterback of all time when Brady only just wants to be appreciated and say, he wants you to go to him and go, hey, guys, we're going to give you $50 million guaranteed. That what you want? Here's what we give you. Thank you. Let's do this for two more years. Let's take two more shots at it. Would that be that crazy to do? No, it wouldn't be that crazy to do. The Patriots chose not to do it. Brady couldn't put up with that shit anymore. I don't blame him. Enough is enough. And now he's a buccaneer. And now I'm a Buccaneers fan. <laughs> I am. Like, I am. I'm sorry. Like, what do you want me to do? You, who do you want me to root for next year? I think you'll get a lot of people rooting for the Patriots, but also rooting for the Buccaneers. And I know I might take some heat in this town and be like, oh, you know, poor sport, or, you know, jumping ship. Whatever. I didn't do this. Robert Kraft did this. I didn't do this. Robert crafted this. And I'm not the only one, by the way. But will there even be football next season? If there is, when will they start? That They're going to feel the effect of this, too, at some point. I don't think we're going to see sports in 2020. I got, I, I, you know, what am I going to do with this show? I don't know. You know, this stuff that I've been working on... Um, that I can't talk about that was really going a certain direction. That it was something that that was eventually gonna connect this show with another venture that, you know, I have been all in on here for the last couple of years. But more aggressively over the last, we'll say, six months. And all of it's, you know, been has come to a screeching halt. Like this this there's no there's no business to be had anywhere. There's no money. There's no this is this is These are tough times. I got I, I don't really you know, I don't need to tell you. You know. Everyone's feeling the effect. You know, I, the only thing I can say is and I try to tell myself this too, right? As depressing as it can be, as tough as it can be, as much of a grind as as we as you think you're in and again I'm I'm looking at myself in the mirror too saying this the one thing I I keep trying to come back to is and not that it makes it any better or worse but to try to stay positive that's what you got to really do you got to try to stay positive any way you can and and I think the one thing that keeps me the one thing I, I'll just tell you this Maybe this doesn't keep you positive, but it's one thing you need to remember because it's one thing that I keep telling myself it's important for me to remember this. That while while times are difficult right now, it seems almost impossible to really 
follow through with any business plans that you might have in any industry that involves money. It's important to know that everybody is going through the same thing right now. Everybody. Everybody. It's not unique to one individual. It's not unique to a, a certain group of individuals. This is everybody. Everybody is feeling the effects. Small businesses, big businesses, everybody. Entrepreneurs like myself, everybody is feeling the effects. And so I try to remind myself of that. And I think if anybody's out there struggling and, you know, being getting down on themselves and feeling like they're just in a hole that they can't dig themselves out of, you need to recognize and remember that you're not the only one in this hole. There are a lot of other people and mostly everybody around you in the same hole. And if they're not really in that hole with you right now, they will be in a couple of weeks. And that that's where you got to say, hey, we're in this together. I know that sports usually... You know, the unique thing about this is that sports usually helps us get through tough times. And right now we don't have sports. And the good thing for me is that I can still do my job because sports is still playing out. Moves are still being made, even in the off seasons. But right now we're to the point like for the next couple of weeks, next couple of months. And if I'm correct with my opinion, which I don't think there's going to be sports the rest of 2020. What am I doing for the rest of 2020? Am I just resuming activities till at 2021? I don't know. I'm playing this by ear just like you. Like I'm 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 rolling with the punches here. You know, I'm I'm taking this in stride just like you. But you gotta remember, you're struggling right now, you're not the only one. Everybody is. I try to remind myself of that too. So um you know, I, I honestly don't know what I'm doing with this show. I, I don't know. Uh You know, I could take guests over the phone and, you know, you know there are ways that I've, uh, there are things I'm doing with this show that I was supposed to do with it. That, that obviously I, I, like I told you, like everything is now coming to a screeching halt. Any plans that I had, uh, I don't know. It's all up in the air. It's all up in the air. It's all up in the air. Um, I'd like to be somebody that helps you get through it. That's snowing outside. <laughs> Look at that. I'm looking at snow out the window right now. You shitting me? We haven't had snow all winter. And now it's going to snow? <laughs> what? This is fucking nuts. How much snow are we getting? How much snow are we getting right now? I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It, it's got to get you mad. I mean, it gets me mad. Not just, not just me and you. Like, it's got to get the country mad. It's got to get the world mad. The world needs to get mad at this. And you know what? If, if, if they get, if they were, if the world gets mad at this, like, yeah, right now you're trying to contain it and trying to save lives. I get that. But at some point, the world needs to get mad at this. And what I mean by that is somebody's going to have to pay the price. I don't know who. That's a discussion that I'll let the, the people who handle all the, the political talk. I'll, I'll let them handle this. Maybe this is where I hand it off to them. Uh, maybe maybe they can hand it back to me and maybe they give my ideas on it in a couple weeks. You got to get mad at this. Like we're talking about one person ate a raw bat and now 
this this is the result of one person eating a raw bat? Granted, you shouldn't eat raw bats. shouldn't eat any bats. I know there's a lot of things that people eating in other countries that you should just stay away from. Um, but you mean to tell me that this chaos that is ensuing right now, that will continue to ensue, in my opinion, throughout the rest of the year, rest of the calendar year, that this is because one person ate a bat? I just find that hard to believe. Sorry. I'm a conspiracy theorist. I watch a lot of YouTube. I'm not even being crazy conspiracy right now, though. I just find that hard to believe that one person ate a raw bat and it has resulted in this. Sorry, I don't believe it, and I never will. Something happened. Somebody released this to a mass group of people on purpose. That's my that's my theory on it. I don't know how it was done. I don't even know who did it. You know, I think everyone has their theories on that. Um, I think we know the first reported case was in China. Cases. It's just again, I have I have a tough time believing one. This wasn't one person. And at some point, you got to get mad at that. Investigate this. This is shady. Right? Doesn't somebody have to pay for this? Well, if you think it was done on purpose, yeah. Or if you think information was hidden, uh, or information was, you know, buried on purpose so that we wouldn't, the, the U.S. and other countries wouldn't get all the information, then then someone needs to pay for that. How they need to pay? I don't know. That's Again, that's not, that's out of my wheelhouse. I, I don't know. But man, we're all pretty, we're going to be pretty frustrated to the point where, yeah, we're trying to save lives right now. We're trying to flatten the curve and stop the spread of this. But holy shit. Like as a country and as the world, you got to get mad at this. Find out where this began. What could have been done to prevent this? And if somebody's at fault, they got to pay. Somebody's got to pay for this. I don't know how that is or who that is, but you got to get mad to a point where the world comes together and eventually makes somebody pay. Well, you know, I that's just the way I look at it. I'm pissed. <laughs> and maybe maybe I'm more pissed because Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And it just will never sound right to say that. It will never feel right to read that line. It'll never now feel right to watch Tom Brady on social media post things about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's go Bucks. Happy to be a Buccaneer. Sorry, I can't get used to that. Ah. But it's what it is. It's what it is. And um, I got nothing else for you. I got nothing. I got nothing. I usually say the show goes on, but I can't make you any promises right now. I can't. Can't do it. Uh, you know, it's what's happening right now is is this this. There's so many unknowns still. How long is this gonna last? Is it going to be gone in two months? No way. No way. No way. No way. No way. Uh, get this show on iTunes, Spotify, 
Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are available. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. I'll be putting highlights, video highlights of me doing this show, losing my mind again. If you like watching people lose their minds on YouTube, I guess this is the show for you. Smash that subscribe button. You know, and when I do say, I, I do feel the need to clarify this now that I'm thinking about it. When I do say, like, what's the future of this show? Like, I don't mean I'm going to shut down shop and that's it forever. You know, if I shut down shop for a little bit to maybe go do something to make some money somewhere doing something, I don't know how. Um, it's not goodbye forever. It'll just be a see you later. Am I there yet? Eh, not yet. But who knows? Could be close. We'll see. We'll see. Follow me on social media at Danny Picard. Enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, I will keep you updated like I said, on social media as to what I'm going to do with the schedule for the show moving forward. But uh, anything, any if, if major sports news breaks, yeah, there will be, I will be recording something to give you my take on it. But will any more sports news break? I don't know. I don't know. We shall see. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Keep that social distancing going. And uh, I will talk to you soon. See ya.